What's up, Overtakers? We're back. Well, I'm back. Another week, another episode of Overtaking Live. How's everyone in the chat? I don't have anyone to talk over me this week, so I'm going to run out of breath talking. Um, let's do a quick uh, quick shout-out through the chat. We've got uh, Rob from JRM, Adam Geary, James Bayless, Crazy VN, Mal, Marf. Dang, dang. Keeps going through. Lynn I saw earlier, Trevor Smith, Crazy VN, Matty Crick, No More, Paige, Sal. Dave's not in the chat this week. No Dave H. Um, Sally H. Beck. I saw Brad as well. Let's see. Did I miss anyone? Gary Dundas. G'day, Gary. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I got everyone. If I missed you, make sure you drop another thing in the chat. I'll say good idea. So... Another week, another episode. No Dave this week. He's he's gone, nowhere to be found. Um, maybe we'll have a segment about that a little later. So I'm controlling two laptops tonight. <laughs> He'll jump in Discord chat and talk all over, talk talk over me all show. He said he could. <laughs> we need to have a quick show. Got plenty plenty to do after the show. That's for sure. Uh, so of course, quick quick shout out to our to our sponsors. Oh, Dave H is in the chat. There we go. He's here. Quick shout out to the sponsor, Superformance. Yeah, Mal, he, he's just disappeared. He's just disappeared. His diet's gone so well. He's just paper thin. Uh, he's he's actually on his side at the moment. So if he turns back front, you might see him. Dave's not here, man. G'day, Zig. How you going, Scotty S? Uh, he's disappeared. Maybe we'll have a little bit about that on the show soon. Um, of course, proudly supported by Superformance, our first sponsor of the show, uh, one of many nowadays, and um, they've been in the business for 40 years, doing awesome car builds, so check them out if something if you're after a top-of-the-line show car. Live stream of Dave throwing in the gearbox. Yeah, you just threw it in, like... Of course, uh, if as long as the screen catches up, I don't know. I've broken something. It just it just doesn't work properly for me. It glitches out. Uh, live show number seventy. Uh, hopefully it'll work. Maybe uh, there it is. Uh, it's gone. It's there. 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 It's gone. One day it'll work. Uh, live show number seventy. <laughs> Podcast episode fifteen. Of course, Binder, Schumacher, and Overtaking Lane merch. Check it all out over on our website. In the store, we got some new shirts as well, which is to be to be shown. Oh, there we go. That slide wants to work. All right, so we got the, the this is my racing suit. We have some of these in a shirt and some of these in long sleeves. I think most of them are long sleeves. Um, so check them out on the store if you want something cool for the race days and something you can work in as well in the workshop. Also, along with that, Aussie no prep. Uh, no prep racing, a new shirt on the store as well, and Dave's beard oil. When did that get on there? Uh, that's on the. That's on the. I think that's on the website as well. So, a couple new items on there. If you've got a beard and you want to keep it tame, check out Dave's beard oil. Smells great. Uh, live trans brake launch. All right. Well, there's a slide. Because Dave's doing something with those two items on the screen. 
So we'll um we might give Dave a call. We'll phone him in. We'll have a chat to him. Uh, we'll we will be bringing merch. We'll we'll have it all there, all there with us, Trevor. All right. So hopefully Dave's here. Let's give him a call and see if he answers. Yeah, Paulie's ordered too much beard oil, Marf. Hello. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but uh, yeah, I've got to find my screen. <laughs> um, I, I don't know where that is. Voice connected. Return to call. We did better when we uh, attempted this earlier. Yeah. All right. Hang on. Let me switch there the screens go. now. Now people can see you. Hey. Hey, how's that? That's perfect. Now people can see you. My, my camera clean. Hang on. There you go. Ooch. There. There you go. Here I am. You are. Um, yeah, I can't see the comments. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, <laughs> we're still in the shop. There's uh, um, a few people hanging out in the background. There's mm-hmm. the, uh, obviously the, the ute. Big red. Is, um, look, look at that. It's, it's off the hoist. It's off the hoist. Are we done? Oh, look at that. Off the hoist. Um, where, where are we yeah. at? Where are we at now? Um, we're at. I haven't driven it yet, but Rob just took it for a test run and took me in it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we went for a bit of a lap around the block. And mate, it's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, I must say the it, the yeah, it shifts really nice, and then uh, when you're under it, it shifts pretty hard too. So um, feels but, a bit different uh, being in the passenger seat of it. A bit different being in the passenger seat, definitely. Definitely. So, um, uh, yeah, it feels like it's got a. Uh, actually, it feels like it's got a lot more power. So, yeah, we didn't go too hard though. It was just a little squirt around the block, and um, we're gonna get some K's on the box as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, the guys here have done a, an amazing job. There's a bit of Armstrong racing uh, in the background there. Yep. Uh, Helping you out. Uh, well, helping me out um, <laughs> is one way you could put it. I, I think I did two bolts. Putting in the hard um, yards for you. Yeah, I did up the bolts on the tail shaft. That was, I think that was it. I, I carried the exhaust in. Yeah, picked it up. Picked it up the tail shaft. I carried the exhaust in. <laughs> uh, the guys did everything. They they did it all. So, um, uh, and amazing. Like, like I know we did this in three days, or they did this in three days, but. Um, that was amongst, I don't know how many customer cars came through here um, and everything else that, that was going on, other uh, road trip cars getting prepped mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, it wasn't three days full on, on on this. There was a lot of other stuff going as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was a bit of a, bit of a panic, but um, <laughs> I was stressed out to the max. So, but... Um, Big yeah, thanks to um, to Travis from PJR, right, for helping you Travis out. Travis from PJR, yeah, big shout out to Travis because um, uh, yeah, originally I asked if um, I could uh, buy that one off him and he was ready to put it in his car. So he was sort of like, oh, look, no, if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I would. So we, we got one built the same. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I, I threw a post up on Facebook because I was pretty shattered at this point. It wasn't going to come. Toll had lost it. Yeah, and uh, and we we threw that post up, and uh, Mark Handful uh, he, he gave me a, a call and said, oh, I was just talking to to Travis. He said, come and pick his up. 
and take it and we'll grab yours when it shows up. So uh, just amazing that they do that. And that got us got us through. And then, you know, ring Rob and say, hey, can you, can you still do it in three days? And he was like, of course I can. What are you worried about, Dave? So, <laughs> and then um, we also had a viewer ring you up as well and offer their gearbox too, right? Yeah, so big shout out to a guy that called me the other night, uh, Ricky from uh, Kaminia. Uh, Ricky had a C10 truck. It's a, a truck that he races at Nostalgia Drags. It's got a fair bit of, uh, I think it was a 700 plus horsepower. I can't remember. Uh, we are talking for a little while. But he rang on Tuesday night as I was, I was heading home from, um, from up here at uh, Clontarf at uh, Armstrong Automotive. And um, he gave me a call and said, hey, Dave, I heard you, you need a box. You can come and take mine. And uh, he's like, well, not racing at the moment, so it's a pretty stout box. And um, if you want to want to grab it, then by all means, come and grab it. So, um, big shout out to Ricky though for that as well. But luckily, we'd already we'd already had had that one, and we'd started the process by then. So yeah, all right, we got we got um, before but, we um... again just a. Yep, you're right. Comments, I can't. See yeah, we comments, got. Yeah, so. I'm just about to read some comments out to you. So lots of people saying, "Hey, Dave." Um, hey, hey, guys. Marf and James Bayless said uh, shared skids. <laughs> no, not yet. No shared skids. So, um, today, uh, Shane Kane, Shane Kane and Chad as well. Though, and um, yeah, no, yeah, dropped us five bucks as well and said shout Travis Schooner. Shout Travis Schooner. Yeah, we owe him quite a lot. And Rob. Uh, uh, we'll have to, I'll shout him heaps of beers on Saturday night because Mick's putting on the beers at Roadkill. So I'll, get all, I'll, get, I'll give you all those free beers, yeah. Rob. Uh, <laughs> I'll get them for you at least. Whenever you want one, you just Dave, um, and I'll go running because these these guys they they this business is flat out, and they you know doing this in between. It's just everyday servicing and stuff like that going on as well. Um, yeah. It's a very very busy shop. Like yeah, I, I'm amazed how busy they are here, and uh, the organising and the the. the and we've had storms roll through as well. So there was uh, running around for moving cars and stuff uh, yesterday before the hail come in, customer cars. Um, but we'll, we'll, do you want to have a look at the shifter? We can at least see the shifter in here. Yeah, we'll right. have a look. It's, uh, got the light there for us. There you go. So uh, shifter's in. Look at that. You might have to hold that. it there for a second. The camera is laggy a little bit. Oh, there you go. Okay. Looks all right. See? Yeah, I can see it. So it's all in. Um, yeah, it's just neat. Eh? It's like looks like it's meant to be there. Um, I've still got a clutch pedal there just for me if I, you know, need something need something to reminisce about what I've well, burnt once. Well, it's good, right? Because, you know, normally when you get in an auto, if you've driven a manual for a fair bit, you go to put your left foot on the clutch and you put it on the brake. Now you'll just put it on the clutch. I'll do, you won't I can do anything, but... <laughs> You won't do anything, uh, yeah. but yeah. I'm just, I'm just watching now. I'm just seeing the camera work. My, my camera work's a bit average there, but we've got it on the TV here as well. Um, <laughs> but there, we'll have, have a look at uh, what else we've got there. I don't know how well this camera is going to work, but uh, there you go. Have a look at uh, Benny's uh, Camaro sitting here. So, um, oh, 1,300 horsepower, 1,379 horsepower. Sorry, I'm shaky with that camera. 1,379. Uh, it's hard not to be shaky because yeah. it is laggy. That's probably the problem. If it was smooth, it'd be all right. Yeah, so uh, apologies for that. But, um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a sizable turbo. What size turbo, Rob? Do you know? 102. There you go, massive. 102. Massive, uh, big, big turbo on there. So what was that? 
I said 102. I was just repeating what you said. Oh, yep. Sorry. Uh, I'm getting a bit of lag on this. Um, the Hoff, um, the Hoffs in really the chat nice. says, uh, wow, you got it done. Those blokes go hard, though. The Hoff says, wow, uh, we got it done. Those blokes go hard. So, um, yeah, it was... Um, we, I, look, unfortunately, we didn't actually get a lot filmed because the guys just had to do what they do in between the jobs, as I was mentioning. So, yeah. um, you know, they, I couldn't be like, oh, yeah, I didn't get a shot of the gearbox. Can you just pull it out again so I can, you know, put it, <laughs> put it back in? I, they, would have, they would have just bashed me. <laughs> would have given me a good clip under the ears and told me, get out, come back when it's finished, I reckon he would have said. Um, so... Yeah, there was parts that it was just busy. We didn't get to film. Um, and then, yeah, I think even this afternoon, it's been drama all the way along. Even this afternoon, we, we all the way through, and then we just a little hiccup with um, uh, we had, there was end up being a micro switches playing up on us. So, um, but yeah, we couldn't get the clutch relearn to happen. And um, also, I think the instructions were for a different version of HP tuners, which was a little bit confusing. Yeah, for an early version <laughs> of the HP tuners. So um, that was a bit confusing because some of the stuff we were looking for wasn't there. So, um, but yeah, so this one will be out at uh, out at, out at road trip now. The guys um, uh, from from here from Armstrong Automotive that are all heading out. There's a number of them, as I said, doing road trip, mm-hmm. and um, but they're all taking their cars and everything like they would for one of the other drag challenges. So they take it all on the trailer. What yeah. they can carry, there's no. Yep. So you cut out there for a second. Not running, um, You're running just the cars. trailer. No support cars yet. Yeah, so they'll run no support cars. So they'll also, you know, do that. And then you guys are doing drag challenge for Street Mission as well. So uh, so they'll, they'll do the exact same thing uh, in another month as well. So, um, so yeah, in the meantime, Rob's been getting his car ready. Terry's been here uh, fabbing up uh, tow bar and parachute mounts and um, everything on the Tirana for, for Rob to run. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been a fair bit going on that. They had that on the dyno last night. Um, he's still he's he's still going to work on it tonight. So he's still got more prep to go. He, he's not finished. So he he spent all sure. the time this afternoon getting mine happen. Um, but we'll also have a look down here. Sorry, the camera work, but we have got Foley's uh, uh, Ford as well. So mm-hmm. um, there's a bit of a barra. Hopefully you can see that. I can't yep, see yep, the I can camera. See it. Come up. Yep. Yeah, perfect. So now this is, well, this is his third tu- turbo upgrade, I think, Rob. Yeah, so they've, they've been stepping it up. I had a China turbo on them, the last one that was still <laughs> doing all right, but they've just um, stepped it up, uh, put it on a dyno last night, ran out of fuel pump. Mm-hmm. Um, nice one, the night before, one of the nights, ran out of fuel pump, so they've uh, upgraded the fuel pump and, um, and it got a 580. Yeah, 580. Oh, not bad. Yeah. So, Rob just saying, uh, I don't know if you can hear that, but um, uh, Ricky from MTQ just um, gave him a pump and some bits mm-hmm. and pieces, and they got it all up and running. So, Foley's uh, apprentice here. Oh, yeah. And um, this is the car that he drives to school. <laughs> so, he, he, I think he was doing some stuff for his HSC or something today, wasn't he? So, uh, so he was up there <laughs> and uh, then rushing down here to um, do some work on the car before getting it back over onto the dyno this evening. Yeah. So um, so he'll be there uh, running in this as well. Um, we've got a few other uh, cars floating around, nice um, HQ uh, sitting up. Very nice. 
in the background over here. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got one of a couple of Mustangs that are floating around as well. So just uh, much happening on this one, Rob? Oh, that's just a bit of a tidy up. So just, just a tidy up on that one. So yeah, reset the springs, uh, wheel alignment, fuel leak. So it, uh, it definitely uh, just needs a little tidy up. He bought it recently, so brought it in for a bit of a check over and do what we like to it, which is good. That's uh, that's looking pretty good. Um, definitely, it looks quite nice too. So, um, and I, we'll have a look. Brad's got the lights, so we might see out outside as well. Um, at the Schumacher lights. Or... Oh, what's that? Uh, no, it's not a Schumacher light. Uh, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to hook Rob up. We'll have to just give him some because we just have to give him everything now. Um, there you go. Nice old Dodge truck. Mm, very nice. Same thing, just go through all the fluids. So he's just going through it to service. He's had this for years, this one. So, mm. uh, and then we've got another another Mustang floating around down here. This is normally full, like this is actually uh, probably a little bit empty out here at the moment just because of the fact that um, uh, they're closed tomorrow because they're going to be a road no trip. There. So, um, but you normally cannot move here. Um, you come down here, you got to park about a K down the street just to get here because <laughs> all the customer cars and everything that are out the front. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, look, he's been working up here for, for a number of years and, and very well known in the area. So, uh, so everyone comes here and they do the batteries and stuff as well. So, mm -hmm. um, there's the supercharged dealer up here for the batteries. So, there you go. Uh, there's always people rolling in for different batteries and stuff. So, if you are, uh, you know, if you've been, you got the Schumacher charger on your battery and it's not charging, then you, you better get up here and get a new battery. So, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> how's that for a, for a bit of a plug? Hey, okay. um, and then, uh, yeah, and that's it. So that's where I am, guys. So and now you've got know, what, a two-hour-some trip, trip home or something, right? Yeah, we're gonna. My my first drive in the car will be, uh, yeah, a couple of hours um, run, running back to okay. the Gold Coast to we'll pack to and um, get everything ready. We've got a few cars to pack mm -hmm. and uh, be ready to get head out there tomorrow. Yep. All right. Well, I better Bye. leave you to it so you can. Uh... Well, I got to yeah stop holding Rob up too because he's got other cars to work on. Yeah, they so better let you get he's to still it. Still going. No worries. Well, thanks for dropping in. Now everyone knows where right, you are. Guys. Thanks, guys, and um, we'll I'll, I'll catch you all later. But uh, have fun. Have fun on your own there, Tyler. Oh, it's great. Plenty of room. Yeah, Foley. See, it's all happening. Foley's working away. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enjoy. Enjoy that uh, lonely lounge room. See you later. See you guys. All right, there we go. So it's it, he managed to get it done, which is good. So it's ready, uh, mostly. Uh, picked up some some wheels and tires, which are sitting out out there. Mum picked mum picked them up today. Um, Ready to go uh, from, oh, I can't remember now, Royal Auto Styling uh, helped us out with those as well. Uh, hooked us up with a, with a cheap set of wheels and tyres there for Dave. So we'll flick it over to this next slide. Addictive Events, uh, it's where we'll be at the weekend. Road Trip, it's uh, the Drag Challenge. Uh, it's a different version of Drag Challenge essentially. Um, this time... It's from Willowbank to Warwick, and then they're out at the Warwick for, out at Warwick for the weekend. Uh, for this one, you can have support vehicles. 
So it's not as uh, strict as the drag challenge where you can't have a support vehicle. You've got to have it in your car or in a trailer that's towed by your car. So that's pretty good. Um, G'day, Mars. How you going? Yeah, no, yeah. At least I'm not going to get cut off tonight. (laughs) That's true, but I might run out of breath from talking too much. I I won't be able to stop talking now. Um, But, yeah, so we'll be out there. Thanks to Mick. Mick Apps uh, sets up these awesome events for the road trip, and we can't wait. It's going to be so awesome, and we can't wait for you guys to see the recap video. We'll head over into our first story now, though. I wish we could, Marf, but I've actually got to really take the time to film a lot of stuff this weekend, so um, there's a bit more to it this weekend than just the usual stuff. Uh, G'day, D-Faz. How you going? All right. This is a Tesla Model 3. Um, if you can see it in between the flashes where it's turning off the screen. Uh, it took out the Targa West Rally, beating fossil fuel rivals by a huge margin. Street, machi- Street Machine said there was confusion with their name and asked them to change it, and they said no. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so a Tesla Model 3 has has taken out first position in, a, in the 130 class of the Targa West Rally almost 10 minutes ahead of a lineup of fossil fuel competitors, including the second fast competitor, a Holden Commodore VF SSV. Driven by veteran racers, Jürgen and Helen Lundsman, over four days from Thursday to Sunday, the 2019 Performance Model 3 racing for Western Australian EV charging business, Gemtech, became the first electric vehicle to win the 130-kilometre-per-hour speed-limited class of the 1,000-kilometre race. Notably, the Model 3 also beat the times of the 165 class, which is 165 km per hour speed limited, coming in a little more than four minutes ahead of that class's winning 1999 Honda Civic. This is a testament to the acceleration of the Tesla Model 3 Performance Plus, Gemtech co-founder Florian Pop tells The Driven, also noting and thankful the efforts put in by a team of volunteers. Uh, Using a mobile charging system devised by engineer John Edwards, the team was able to stay on top of keeping the Model 3's battery charged enough to enable high-speed driving. Um, He'll be home before the quiz. That's a quick show tonight, Scott. I don't think he'll be home before the quiz. We've got got plenty of packing to do. But yeah, so this is interesting. Um, An EV car takes the win against fossil-fueled cars. I would just say, hazard a guess, that it's basically the acceleration. Any time where they would have had to have stopped, uh, Any time they needed to stop, the um, the Model 3 acceleration would have gotten it ahead again. Just that instant torque. Uh, the Hoff says, let's just ignore these electric cars till they go away. That sounds like a great idea. Uh, except for that Pipe Dream one where they reckon it's going to have, I don't know how many horsepower, 10,000 or whatever it was. That ridiculous one. Electric Harleys now too. Oh, no, you're not going to like the next story. Yeah, no, yeah. It's a Harley-Davidson announced the Serial 1 electric e-bike inspired by the original motorcycle. Um, I don't know. I don't know why this keeps cutting out. 
Hopefully it stops cutting out now. Never, uh, Hoff's never doing an EV Corolla. Probably really expensive, right? Uh, James Bell says, but EVs are great. When all the Karens and hippies start buying them, it leaves more dinosaurs for us to run. Uh, that's definitely true. Uh, the Hoff says, I could make 1,500 real man horsepower for the same price as like 500 electric. Oh, this is this is the Serial 1 cycle. Uh, this retro ride will be the first from a new e-bike company called Serial 1 Cycle Company that Harley-Davidson is launching in the spring. Uh, so Harley-Davidson will hold a minority stake in the company, which it describes as an outsourced effort to expand into the segment. Uh, they've obviously got... They um, have... I can't think of what it's called right now. The Livewire, the Harley-Davidson... So that's that's um that's their electric bike but this is uh the new e-bike with uh the historic motorcycle it's inspired by in the background let me find a picture of that here we go let me flick over to this one there you go that's the story on news.com.au that's the picture there of the motorbike that it's um inspired by Yeah, no, yeah, smells a tax write-off here. Probably, possibly, who knows? Um, pricing and technical details will be revealed in November about this one, but the bike features a black frame, white wheels, and a leather seat and a toothed rubber belt instead of a chain. So that's pretty much all I've got on that story. There's not too much more to that. But we're out of electric cars, or are we? This is the Bugatti Bowline, and it's a mind-blowing 1800 horsepower track car. So just wow. This is um this thing looks awesome in my opinion. Um but yeah, wow. I don't know what else to say about it really. Uh let's let's read through the story from Top Gear. Uh thanks to Marf posted in the Discord this one as well. Um pretty much all the stories except for I think three from from Discord from Marf. How much, Adam Geary? No idea. Or for the Bugatti. The Bugatti, I'm not sure either. Um, so this is the Bugatti Bolide. It's 1,800 horsepower, 1,200 kilogram downforce tastic love letter to bleeding edge engineering and organ bruising lap times. Five minute, 23.1 second around the Nordschleif kind of lap times. Uh, in a low downforce setting, Bugatti claims that the Bolide could also do more than 310 miles per hour and thanks to all-wheel drive can also shoot from 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in two seconds. So no matter how far, how, no matter how you like your fast serve, the Bolide will dish it up. We just hope you're hungry. That is true. Mafia is very good at finding news stories. Uh, Rob says, awesome looking car and goes like a cut snake to 500 kilometers per hour. Yeah, this is this is awesome. It looks cool. Um, it's, you know, you can't drive it on the road. You can't race it in a championship probably. Um, carbon fiber, 8 liter, quad turbo W16, 
you know, what more else is there to say on this one? It's, um, yeah, it's just wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else for to say. It's uh, 1,800 horsepower, as I said, 1,842 when running 110 octane racing fuel. It's got... It's also got a lot less weight to push around thanks to a fighter jet-inspired design wrapped around a skeletal structure. The thing only weighs 1,240 kilograms, which is 100 kilograms lighter than a Porsche Cayman GT4. Uh, Some quick mass equates that to an insane power-to-weight ratio of 1,471 brake horsepower per tonne, which is a truly monstrous figure when you compare it to the then the then jaw-dropping 644 brake horsepower per tonne that left us speechless with the Veyron SS. Uh, that was about a decade ago. So, anyone like would would you buy one if if money wasn't a if money wasn't a factor? Would this make it to your to your buy list? Would this make it to your buy list? This isn't an EV crazy VN. This is a this is a W16. Quad Turbo W16, crazy VN. This is an EV. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Bugatti says a 0 to 311 mile per hour to zero time of 33 seconds. So that will be very interesting. Roy says Koenigsegg does the same with three cylinders. <laughs> Um, Rob would buy one for sure. Would anyone else buy one? Would it make it to your buy list, or would there, or is there another car you have in mind that's in that sort of price bracket that would make it to your buy list instead? Is there potentially a million dollar Toyota two thousand GT on your on your buy list if you have the money? This one here is beginning restoration in Sydney. I don't know if it's this one. (laughs) Uh, One of the rarest Toyota models ever made is being restored right here in Australia. A very rare 2000 GT Toyota sports car has begun its restoration journey in Sydney. Toyota Gazoo Racing Australia announced that the 2000 GT's restoration kicked off at a workshop in Sydney in recent days. Only 351 examples of the 2000 GT were made between 67 and and uh, 1967 and 1970, with nine of those being delivered to Australian customers, making it one of the rarest vehicles to ever come from the Japanese car maker and one of the most valuable. In 2013, a yellow 2000 GT broke records when it sold at auction for US $1.2 million, with auctions in more recent years fetching around a million dollars depending on the condition of the car. So Toyota Gazoo Racing has this one here, which I'll bring up on the screen right now for those of you watching live on YouTube. If you're on the podcast, you'll have to get over to YouTube to see this photo or check the story out in the show notes. There you go. So that's it there. Uh, This is from Car Advice, this story. So that's, I'm guessing, what they want it to look like in the end, but I think this is the one they have. Uh, I got a bling. Paul McBride, thanks thanks for the follow G'day, Mad Dad. How you going? It is a very cool Toyota Mal. Uh, one that I would definitely own if I had the sort of dollars to purchase one of these. Uh, Marf says they're restoring this with the new reproduction panels they just launched recently for the 2000 GT. Oh, there you go. Awesome. Very good. I think we, I, 
We possibly did a story on that, right? I don't remember. And I think I mentioned about Nissan producing parts for the old GTRs, right? Uh, as a collaborative project between Toyota and Yamaha, the 2000 GT featured a two-litre six-cylinder sourced from a Toyota Crown, but developed by Yamaha to produce 110 kilowatts and 175 newton meters. While lackluster by today's standards, in 1967, American magazine Roden Track called the Toyota one of the most exciting and enjoyable cars we've driven, offering performance on par with the Porsche 911. Styling was heavily influenced by the Jaguar E-Type, with the final product being led by Nissan designer Albrecht von Goertz, the man who penned the BMW 507 and is widely credited with creating the Nissan 240Z's iconic shape. Despite echoes of the E-Type in the 2000 GT's design, the Toyota was more expensive than the Jaguar at around $9,200. The car was ambitiously priced against Ferrari models of the same era. So, would anyone own the 2000 GT if you had the chance? Would you would you would you pull the pin on that, or or are you not a fan? I don't think they're going to want to put a barrier in this one, crazy fan. G'day, street car culture. How you going? I would certainly uh, take the opportunity to own one of these. I think they're an awesome looking car. Scott Sherrington would love an old Corona. Roy Roy says 1970 Corona. No more's doing a Barra in a VN sedan. That'll be pretty cool. Marf says 2JZ only for it. No Barra or Dirty Mang motor. Of course, dang. That's that's exactly right. More the question is, is there a car that you would rather own instead of one of these? If if money wasn't an object, what sort of car would you be picking? What sort of car would you want to buy? Um, James Bayless says, still, still stylish, so yeah, I'd take one. Styled well ahead of their time, that's for sure. Roy says the Corona was awesome. Toyota Corona, that is. Should add that in. Um, on to the next story. On to the next story. Leave those comments below. Let us know what. Let us know what car uh, you would buy if money wasn't an object, or if money wasn't money wasn't a problem, I should say. Um, so, I started this story right. I looked at this story. I thought, what a great story that'll make. This is every car leaving the Australian market in twenty twenty. This is this is a list. So this is this is one of them. This is one of them. Matty Crick would own a Shelby Cobra. Mars uh, says my LXSS is better looking. Roy Ferntorps is Mark One Capri with EcoBoost. Mad Dad says drop the front end three inches and I might think about it. Dang Dang says two thousand Hilux but with the motor in it. <laughs> What sort of motor, dang dang? Maybe, maybe that's where the money would go. Maybe you would buy some motor that you really want. Who knows? All right. Well, this is an Alfa Romeo Giulietta. Uh, Alfa Romeo's smallest, cheapest model will end global production sometime this year, almost a decade after it was first introduced. So it's leaving the Australian market. 
Uh, Marv says money no object equals nine FF tuned nine eleven turbo or Carrera GT. There you go. Uh, Johnny Skidpig says eight slash seventy one supercharged big block Chev built for turbo four hundred glide and nine inch for the Skidpig. Very cool. That would be very cool. Uh, on to the next slide. Got to lean all the way over here and press the button. Alfa Romeo four C. Uh, these are a cool little car, uh, carbon fiber thing, and very cool, leaving the Australian market in 2020. Uh, G'day, Rat Fink, how you going? Uh, Scotty S, yeah, I would have one, but I'd prefer an old box like a Cor- Corolla, 120Y Fastback, Mustang Celica, Chauvinos Corolla Mark One Escort. Uh, Crazy VN says, if money is no object, buy a VC273 Val. See you no more. Thanks for dropping in. Next is the BMW i8, also leaving the market in Australia. A total of 155 of these have been sold since the car arrived in 2014. Adam Geary would own all of them. Uh, Trevor Smith would settle for Hoff's 2J Corolla. Uh, Mad Dad says, why did they name the Alpha after a female? No idea. Uh, Johnny Skidpig says, or a VF Club Sport R8 GDSR W1. It does, Mal. It does. And they go pretty quick um, for the the size of the engine. Uh, Mars would own a helicopter. So you'd get out of the drones and start flying helicopters. Moog did just get a Lotus. I did just finish watching that. Uh Next on the next on the list, the BMW 6 Series Gran Turismo. In uh, mid-2020, BMW had made the decision to drop its 6 Series GT offering from Australian showrooms after less than three years on sale here. Um, I'm guessing they just aren't selling enough versions of them. Uh, Mick, it, it is. They, they've finished. He's, he's um, probably either on the road now or just about to be on the road to head back home for the two-hour two drive back home. Uh, first drive for him in the car. Rob, Rob's taking him for a spin in it, and, um, and yeah, it's ready to go. It is ready. Next on the list, the Chevrolet Camaro, another one leaving the market in 2020. There are no plans to bring back the Camaro. Uh, Dang Dang's a 69 Charger probably. Because you're a good old boy. Uh, next on the list, the Ford EcoSport. Ford Mondeo. Marf says, yeah, Marty and Moog are no longer Marty car mods. They're now daily driven exotics. We're going to start rattling through these because there's a lot. Holden Astra. Holden Acadia. And then I stopped adding photos because I realized how many cars there were and I think I would have ended up with about 2,000 slides. So I'm going to rattle through them. See you then, Mick. Sounds good. Uh, Dan Jazz says, I'd get a mid-2000 V-Dub Golf 2-liter NA. Hang on, I got one. <laughs> uh, Roy says, 120Y fastback with a noisy Nissan double overhead cam engine. Uh, Rat Fink would like a 1970 Hemi Cuda. Very cool, very cool. Uh, the Holden Colorado, of course, a lot of these leaving 
for a very obvious reason. The Holden Commodore. Dang, dang, since there's Tyler's homework this week, Dukes of Hazard, the original series. I just finished watching, actually, um, Borat, uh, the new Borat movie. Borat, subsequent movie film. I just finished watching that over the weekend. That was a that was a funny one. I enjoyed that. Had a good laugh. Uh, cheers, Trevor. The Holden Equinox, Holden Trailblazer, Holden Tracks, Holden City. Some of these Holden models I didn't even... Oh, Honda City, if I can read. <laughs> Honda City. I was thinking, I didn't even know Holden made a city. I thought that was Honda. I've still got to watch Cannonball. I'm trying, Ma. I, I just forget. Midnight Spares. Just write, someone needs to write a list and actually like post it in Discord. Maybe I need to make a channel in Discord that says movies for Tyler to watch. And then I can tick them off as I go. Like I can put a little emoji tick at the bottom for each one that I, that I watch. Uh, the Honda Jazz, Honda NSX, Infinity Q30, Infinity QX30, Infinity Q50, Infinity Q60, QX70, the QX80, uh, the Jeep Renegade, Kia Optima, Lexus GS and GSF, the Mercedes G Professional, Mercedes-Benz X-Class, Renault Clio, Renault Kajar, Renault Zoe, Subaru Liberty, leaving the market, Toyota Prius C, and that is it. I will make that channel now, Marf. Movies for Tyler to watch. There we go. That channel is in the Discord now. Uh, Borat 2 was gold. I, I had a good laugh at that movie. That was good. On to the next story. Some Something that might please a few viewers here. Fast and Furious. Movie franchise to end, says a report. This report states that the 11th movie in the Fast and Furious saga will be the last. Uh, news out of the US has claimed that the 11th Fast and Furious film will be the very last in the long running movie franchise. According to a report from Hollywood news website Deadline, Universal Pictures has tasked director Justin Lin with wrapping up the series, with a storyline expected to stretch across the final two films. The latest movie, F9, The Fast Saga, was expected to be released in early 2020, but was delayed a full year due to the coronavirus pandemic. By the time the 11th and final film is released, the Fast and Furious franchise will have spanned more than two decades with the original film coming out in 2001. The car-themed action movie had characters work on both sides of the law, but street racing with modified cars was always central to the storylines. Was it in the later films? I don't really think it ended up that way. Um, Featuring exotic supercars, American muscle cars, and famously Japanese sports cars. The original Fast and Furious film released in 2001 introduced the Japanese tuna scene to the wider community and is thought to have been responsible for developing an interest in cars among many young people in the early 2000s. About time, says Marv. Streetcar culture says, finally. Oh, the, the, the Kia Optima isn't going. It's being renamed to the K5. Oh, there you go. Um, Scotty S says there's going to be a flood in there after the live stream tonight. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's going to be full. There's going to be like 
There's definitely going to be so many movies in there that I'll like. If I played them all on a list, I'd probably be, I don't know, a year older by the time I finish them all. Uh, Rat Fink watched the first Fast and Furious. I was done after that. So, I am on to the last story, however. Holden's. Holden's Best Production Cars from motoring.com.au. Scotty Sherrington says, two decades and more than one trillion gear changes in the one race. (laughs) Uh, We have mud here, Trevor. Just mud. No concrete yet. Uh, the Hoff says, I watched Sausage Party again last night. That was way harder to watch than the first time. Um, so the quiz will be coming up after this story, Paige and Scotty S. Our two quiz competitors tonight. Uh, Rat Fink, what did I do with Dave? He's um, he's out at the moment uh, putting the gear, well, was putting the gearbox in with Armstrong Automotive, uh, but that's all done. The new the the Ute Big Red has been changed from a manual across to an auto with a turbo four hundred built turbo four hundred, ready for this weekend. So he's um yeah they basically finished probably no more than an hour ago, so yeah I thought you'd be pretty happy Scotty uh, not tired this week you'd be you ready to win, but then next week back to the normal normal shows you might be a little bit more tired. Of course, Hoff. I need content. I I got six stories. <laughs> it's a bit different when you don't have someone to bounce everything off. Um, I guess I could have programmed a bunch of different Dave lines into here, but all I have is this one. Ego boost. So, Dave, what did you think about that Holden? Ego boost. Oh, yeah. And what about the Bugatti? Ego boost. Oh, and how's the auto in the ute? Ego boost. Marf says, I thought a sausage party was every day at Nugget Garage. <laughs> there you go, Marf. I read it for you. Uh, Mad Dad, no more smoky clutches. That's right. He can't smoke the clutch. Now, he still has a clutch pedal, uh, so he might try. He'll, he'll be thinking about it. Um, Cryptics, how you going? G'day, g'day. Um, what do you think about Marf's comment, Dave? Eco boost. Oh, there you go. Dave thinks eco boost. Um, all right. So, on to Holden's best production cars from motoring.com.au, this story. Um, the GM Holden Design Studio in Port Melbourne officially shuts tomorrow, Friday, October 30. It opened in 1964. It was a cutting-edge copy of the General Warren Studio in Detroit, just in miniature. It really was the bee's knees, says Richard Falazzo. For the size of this country... It was a massive commitment. All the elements needed for a proper studio were here. It was a big call. Falazzo joined Holden's design department from Toyota in 1988 and rose through the ranks to become the final leader of what has most recently been known as General Motors Australia Design. 
just fueling up and on your way home. Oh, there you go. Bex got an update for us. Uh, Mars is getting a Mellings 18% high flow oil pump fitted this weekend on the LS1. There you go. Um, yesterday, Falazo guided uh, motoring.com.au through the greatest concepts to emerge from this studio. Today, it's the production cars. If you're wondering why the 48215 isn't here, remember that was done way before the studio opened. It was fundamentally a US design. I need my boozy sidekick. Hang on, let me swing over. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, how about the next one? Did you hear about the lights at Sydney Dragway? Uh, I don't think anyone wants to hear about the lights, Dave. Um, not anymore. Tingus Malingus, how you going? The Hoff is in the chat. He is a legend. I, but I do need my boozy sidekick, Shane. I do need him. It feels weird without drunk Dave. Yeah, it is a bit. It, it is a bit different. Uh, but the Holden HK Monaro, the 1968. Uh, while Holden had its advanced new tech center up and running in 1964, the reality was local designers still struggled to gain freedom from their American bosses in Detroit. The design of the EJ slash EH and the HD Holden that replaced them was dictated from the US. The HR was a pleasing local evolution of the HG, and then came the new generation HK. While the mainstream cars were straightforward, Holden's designers planted their flag with the Monaro two-door coupe. A pillarless two-door Kingswood developed under the direction of Joe Shemansky. The Monaro was the first Holden passion play. It appealed to the heart with its swooping lines rather than the way. Other three and two box Holden spoke to the head. It broke cover six months after the rest of the HK range and came in everything from a 186 to the fire-breathing V8 GDS 327 that went on to sweep the Rostrum Bathurst. The Falazo says the Monaro, even today, that is a very elegant 60s coupe that was probably because of its size and the same goes for the cars that followed it, including the HQ, was probably better than its American counterparts. It was a bit smaller, and if you look at some of the Chevys and Pontiacs, they look a bit heavy. Ours felt more taut and more athletic. Monaros are still large cars, but not by American standards of the day. Uh, so what's your thoughts on the HK, Dave? Eco boost. Ah, just eco boost. Just eco boost. Good stuff, Hoff. <laughs> um, Holden LC Tirana, 1969. Let me switch over the slide. Not as fitted as the larger LH LX Tiranas that followed us, the LC was actually based on the platform of the smaller four-cylinder HB Tirana. Extending the platform and moving the front wheels forward uh, enabled the fitment of a six-cylinder engine and the long bonnet look that is a cornerstone of Peter Nankovic's swooping and elegant design. It's not hard to see influences here developed into the iconic HQ Holden a couple of years later. The ultimate version of the Tirana was the, app, was the fabulous GDR XU1 made famous by Peter Brock's falcon-slaying performances at Bathurst. Falazo says... Some of your readers may not agree, but I think the LC is a fabulous effort. I didn't know until I started here 
and talked to Peter Nankovis that it was based on HP. It's such an elegant little car, it's almost a coupe with its very fast line off the roof into the tail lamps. That was pretty daring in those days. It was a sporty coupish thing that could be two or four door and translated very well into performance versions of the G- in the GDR and XU1s as a look and a shape. I think it's a fabulous effort. Designing an all-new car is one thing. A greater challenge is when you are heavily restricted. So, the LC Tirana. This story again from motoring.com.au. If you're on the podcast, you can find it in the description. If you're on YouTube, it's possibly in our Discord somewhere. Ah, oh, that's usually where they end up. Uh, Roy had to go with the Brahm with 307 and Power Glide, really slow. Mad Dad broke two diffs in second gear. All right. Next one. Uh, and Rob said uh, the HJ is better. I'm sure Dave would think so. Uh, the Holden HQ range. A sedan so good looking it remains among the very best designs ever produced in Australia, let alone by Holden. Oh, geez, there's a big blurb there. But I, I don't know. I, like, I think HQs look awesome. Uh, probably one of my favorite of these. So of, of, the, of the old school Holdens. The HQ, love a HQ. See, see plenty of them when you go on the HQ run. Massive, massive amounts. I think 300 or something, probably even more. I don't remember. I'll have to check out the video that we did from the HQ Holden run. Uh, but a massive amount of HQs all in one place. All right. I ain't even going to read half these comments. Adam Geary has got three of them. G'day, Charles Galea. How are you going? Matty Crick says, HQ Statesman. On to the next one. The Holden VN Commodore, 1988. Like its predecessors, the VBVL, the VN owed much to GM's German division Opel. However, it grew in size to match the rival Ford Falcon. In terms of design, Holden made a concerted effort to chart a more independent course with the local interpretation of the aero look so prevalent across the industry. The SS V8 joined the VN range as a full-time model when it had previously been a homologation special for racing. It would go on to become a cornerstone of the Commodore lineup. Falazzo says, the VN was significant even though it is very clean and simple. It was in that era of aero with flush glass and things. I can't say it was a beautiful car, but it was an important car because it turned our fortunes around. Dang Dang says the VS was better because I owned one. Mad Dad says still have my HQ, always starts, good stuff. Uh, Streetcar Culture says, what have you started in chat, Tyler? You don't have the guts to read out all the comments. No, I don't. Not not now. I can't read some of those. Uh, Dan Jazz says, HKTNG for mine. Uh, Matty Crick says, the VN are awesome. Uh, Crazy VN says, Mang Mang for life. 
The Hoff says, if we all say inappropriate stuff, Tyler will run out of content. Uh, if you keep doing that, I'll just keep plugging along with the stories and it'll end soon. Um, Dang Dang says, VK, VS, VX, VZ. They're the best ones because that's what I've owned. Uh, James Bayless has got a HQ and a VN. Uh, Dan Jazz says, the VN tail shaft shutter will never die. Do you still feel it? Um, Mal says VN was my first new car and worst new car. There you go. How about the VT? 1997. Mum says HG and HJ for me. The VT, I know someone in chat has a VT here. G'day, Graham. How you going? And a VK. Roy says HG with 308 and Saginaw is awesome. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Uh, VT for Lynn, that's that's the one person I knew who had one in chat. Uh, Like the HQ, 26 years earlier, the third generation Commodore VTVZ delivered remarkable style and outstanding versatility. Under the direction of Michael Simcoe, these days in charge of GM design globally, Holden's design has flourished. The VT for which Falazzo led exterior design was a big sedan that could be graceful or sporty, depending on the details. It could also be simply huge, as the wagon proved. Uh, the VT for which Falazzo led in exterior design... Oh, I just read the same line I just read. <laughs> it evolved into a ute, the fabulous long wheelbase, WH Statesman and Capri, and then, with the ambitious Holden chief Peter Hannenberger, relentlessly driving the organisation onwards, became the basis for the third-generation Monaro, which in turn spawned the reborn Pontiac GDO, the Adventure all-drive wagon and crewman dual-cab ute. The VT Commodore simply eviscerated the rival Ford Falcon AU, I wonder why, in the sales race, selling more than 90,000 examples in its first full year. Dingus dropped a like, cheers. Cryptics, HKHJ, VHVNVY. Accidentally closed the chat. Um, Dan Jazz says, VT was a step in the right direction. Did drive well, heavier, no doubt. Matty Cricks has just got a WH Statesman. Loving it. Good to hear. Mad Dad says, VSU, great fun in the wet. Um... And mum says, oh, and the VE. Uh, Graham says, good, mate. Did I miss where Dave is? Bet he's playing with his box. Uh, he's finished. The gearbox is done. He's actually driving the ute back home now. So he's got a, probably about another hour and 40 minutes ahead of him. Mad Dads says, traction control, the fun killer. Uh, Falazzo says, the VT was a milestone car. It is a beautiful car, even though once again sprung off the Opel at the time. There were no common parts, though. The only bits we kept were the front side door glass and, B, and the B and the B pillar cover. It had to be widened and lengthened and all sorts of stuff. It's not because we didn't have the capability to do a clean sheet design. It was purely political. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. What's wrong with these German cars? They're good enough for Germany. They are good enough for Australia. They weren't. So we made them happy by using the Opel as a springboard, and then we'd say it needs to be wider and longer, and our engines are different, and this and that. Before you know it, there's nothing much left. By osmosis, you end up designing a new car. I remember we got a lot of flack from the Ford designers saying how bland the VT was. 
they would tell us, watch out for the AU. Cheers for the follow, Dingus. Uh, Streetcar Culture says, you internet people actually socialise. Sometimes, sometimes. G'day, Archimedean Eye. How you going? Uh, the Hoff says, we'll take the HP tuners dongled to the track in case the ECU has a spaz about the audio conversion. It shouldn't, though. Hopefully not. Uh, but cheers. Dave will be much appreciated for that. Uh, Mars says, love my VUI SSU. 500 plus horsepower on tap and can't wait till I run in the Mantic 9000 series clutch and smash third with the new rip shift. Yeah, Trevor, they said watch out for the AU. Watch out for it. So, but it, it, apparently the VT forced Ford into spending $500 million on the mightily impressive BA midlife update to get back into the large car fight. Uh, on to the next one. I press the right button. Holden Commodore VE. The last Commodore was the best, the longest lasting, and the most expensive to bring to the showroom at more than $1 billion. The ambition underpinning it was huge. While large car sales were diminishing in Australia, Holden had developed the new Zeta rear and all-wheel drive architecture so it could be the design and engineering homeroom for a variety of models for GM's multiple brands around the globe. The fifth-generation Chevrolet Camaro was the best example of what Holden hoped to achieve. There was also the popular Pontiac G8, a V8 Commodore, and the Chevrolet PPV, a police car based on the Capri, an SS, another Commodore V8, but they were rebadged rather than rebodied, tightening fuel standards, the global financial crisis, GM's bankruptcy and the axing of Pontiac ruined Holden's grand plan. The course from there to the 2017 factory closure pretty much ran in a straight line. Nevertheless, as a design, the VE was a brilliant success, capable of shape-shifting depending on requirements and the flourishes added to the beautifully proportioned base package developed by Peter Hughes. Later, Falazzo would drive the creation of the stunning sports wagon, a complete change of philosophy for Holden wagons and among the best-looking vehicles ever produced in this genre. The VE gave way to the VF in 2013, a convincing update. It included such sun as, as the VF2 SSV Redline. Affordable, incredible fun, and so good-looking. What a way to go out. Falazzo says, we saved the best to last. The ingredients were there. We had a large rear-wheel drive vehicle with a long dash to axle and we fought hard for the short overhangs front and rear it was a lot of vehicle for the money i can't think of anywhere else in the world where you can get a vehicle of that sort of spec size and mass for the money the size of the a pillars were criticized but that was an engineering thing not a design thing and that's a function of the strength of the vehicle it was probably overcooked but then you had to realize that the a pillars were common with the long wheelbase the ute the wagons and all sorts of things Hence, the rockers were heavy, the B-pillar was heavy, and so was the A-pillar. We were developing SUVs to rival the Ford territory, but we just couldn't get across the line because we couldn't get an export market. I was thinking we shouldn't give up on wagons, although, the Americans were saying, wagons stink, no one wants those, they're for middle-aged guys who aren't getting any sex. But the fact was there was always a European-style wagon lurking in there. We didn't create the sports wagon concept, but I think we produced one of the best examples of it. Streetcar Cultures dropped us $5. Buy a Big Mac, mate. You're doing a great job. Cheers. Thank you. 
Um, let me scroll up. Uh, Dingus says the AU Falcon definitely took on a new personality. Uh, Johnny Skidpig is replying to Rat Fink. Roy says at least Ford used an Aussie engine. Uh, Marf says V was last developed. VF was a refresh. Uh, the Hoff says they definitely got it so much better on the VF. Uh, and the last one here. The last one in the story. I forgot to switch slides. That's also was in the story. Um, the last one here. The Chevrolet Blazer 2020. The Port Melbourne crew were either responsible for or contributed to many international designs through the years. The seven-seat version of the Chevrolet Blazer that went on sale in China only months ago is a classic example. While Falazzo doesn't nominate it as one of the studio's greatest design achievements, he highlights it as an example of the sort of work that the versatile Holden team could and did address with skill and flair. Falazzo says, There are many concepts and production cars that we worked on that were never seen here. The Blazer 5-seater was developed elsewhere, but the 7-seater was our job here in Australia. And that sort of is the end of the story. Uh, Roy says, GM never promoted the SS Commodore. The Ute could have sold bucket loads. Definitely. Well, that's the final story. So we're over to the quiz where our quiz challenges are waiting. Let me jump in there. His mother lived until nine. Good evening. Hello. Oh, good evening. Hello. How are we going? Good. How are you? Very good. Good. All right. Um, Dan Jazz says I switched to Ford during these years probably wrong in ways that as that LS is a good thing alright well how are you both tonight not too bad yeah good not, good still awake still awake not too tired this week not as tired nowhere near so <laughs> hopefully I've got half a chance <laughs> alright well all ten questions have been done by Marf again so maybe Paige yeah. has a chance as well. So I'm screwed. <laughs> well, you won last week. By fluke. He alleges they're harder this week. It's just not what I want to hear. All right. Well, I've got to take score too, so hopefully I remember to do that. <laughs> um, not used to this. I uh, better switch over to the right thing. All right. Uh, Marv says, after last week's upset, Sports Marv has closed the odds in here for Paige versus Scotty. Last week I was paying $4 for Paige and $1.20 for Scotty, but this week Paige is paying $1.85 and Scotty is $1.90. <laughs> I reckon I'm a good bet, so. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, your buzzer, please, Paige. Page. And Scotty? Scott. Perfect. All right. 
Question number one. What country has the fastest production car in the world? Is it A, France, B, Sweden, C, Germany, Scott. Scott. It would. Who got that? Uh, you yeah. did, Scott. You got. Okay. Um, it cut out. Um, Sweden. It is not. Oh! Germany. Or... Now you should have let me read out the last one. Or is it the D? last one? D? Is it D? <laughs> USA. Is it USA? The answer is D. Uh, Shelby Supercars SSC with their Chu Atara reached a top speed of 331 miles per hour and two-way average of 316. I would not have got that, even if you'd read it out. All right, so uh, nil, nil, nil. Uh, we did talk about that one last week, though. A bit of a memory question. Uh, question number two. How many Aussies have won the Indy 500? Is it A, 1, B, 2, or C, 0? Page. Scott. Page. B. It was not. Scott? C. It was not 0 either. It was 1. The only Australian winner of the Indianapolis 500 is Will Power. Who achieved this? Did in it, I didn't think Will won it. Uh, okay. I forgot the music as well. My, my bad, Marf. I did change the slide now that it got called out. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> points go begging yet again. I uh, better use Dave's line. Um, two questions down, no points, nil all. Question number three What was the first HSV model ever sold? A. VL Walkinshaw. B. VNSS Group A or C the VLSV88. Scott. Scott. It was the VLSV88. Correct. Well done. Uh, while the Walkinshaw was the first model that HSV developed, it was sold as a Holden. The first official HSV sold was the SV88, which had the same three or four cubic inch motor, but carburetor fed and a lot less power. And if anyone wants a set of genuine sides, uh, front mould, sorry, for one, and side mouldings, I've got them. There you go. <laughs> Don't know why, but I've got them. <laughs> Question number four. Which circuit in Japan is known as the home of Time Attack? Is it A, Suzuka, B, Tsukuba, or C, Fuji? Page. Scott. Page. Fuji. Scott? It's Tezuka. Uh, A or B? Suzuka or uh, Tsukuba? Uh, no. Oh, B. sorry, no, it was B. It was B. Tsukuba? Tsukuba? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Marf should have put a pronunciation I miss, in this I misheard you. <laughs> Marf should have put a pronunciation in this one for me. Suzuka or Tsukuba? I don't know. Yeah. No, Tsukuba. Right. <laughs> anyway, Point. I answered it wrong. <laughs> Points go vegan. Uh, Scott, points after that one. Uh, Scott, one, page zero. Question number five. In what year did Daniel Ricciardo debut full-time in the Formula One? Is it A, 2010, B, 2011, or C, 2012? Page. Page. 2011. Scott? I told Marth no bloody Formula One question. 
Um, twenty twelve. Well done. The answer is C. Twenty twelve. Danny Dubay, the Dubay, debuted at the twenty eleven British Grand Prix for Toro Rosso, but he became their full time driver in twenty twelve. Two zero to Scott. Uh, question number six: Name the three people who host the show, the Grand Tour. Page. Page. Are you talking about Hammond? Mm-hmm. It's one of them. Oh crap! <laughs> the other two. I know their faces. Richard Hammond. Oh, gone! It's gone out of my face. Right. Scott, can you get the other two? The Grand Tour, it's the same guys who hosted um, Top Gear. Their names are? Same three. <laughs> um, Hammond, May, and... Oh, um, Richard Hammond, James May, and the most famous one of them all, what was his name? <laughs> oh, crap. Oh, I'm going to be kicked for this, not kick myself. Um... Oh. Hammond May and I just can't think of his name. Jeremy. Oh. Jeremy Clarkson. Two thirds of a point. Jeremy Clarkson! Jeremy. Oh Christ! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Do I get two thirds of a point? No, Mark said he wants all the names. <laughs> Oh, what a what a bloody mental block that was. <laughs> All right, 2-0 two, two still. Question number seven. True or false, the Stewart Highway in the Northern Territory has no speed limit? Page. Page. True. Scott, you want to take a guess at what it might be? Uh, false. Well done. Uh, the answer is false. While there was a time where the Stuart Highway had no speed limit, in 2016 there was a permanent 130 kilometre per hour speed limit placed on the road. There you go. Um, and actually it's it's not a speed limit on the road. It's a state maximum speed limit. Oh, there you go. So it's mm. unlimited. It's still got the, the black circle, like the cross, mm-hmm. so the black circle with the cross through it, but it's limited to the state speed limit, which is 130. There you go. Because of people in supercars killing themselves and others. Yeah. Question number eight. What YouTube star has cars named Leroy, Ruby? Scott. Scott? Um, Gareth Mitchell. Cletus McFarland. There you go. <laughs> I could have accepted the first one, but I did want you to say the other one. Yeah. Well done. Uh, four, uh, zero. Question... Number nine, what three-day car event is happening this weekend? H. Page. Scott. Road trip. Correct. One, four. Question number 10, in this week's video, what didn't go to plan for Dave this week? Scott. Scott? Uh, Toll probably didn't go to plan would be the correct answer. Well, you're technically correct. Technically correct. You are. You are technically. You are. His gearbox didn't turn up. You are technically correct. So I can give you half a point. 
But Paige, you can take home a full point here. <laughs> because that wasn't the answer that's written here. While he is correct, technically correct, that is something that did go, not go to plan this week. What, what, what didn't actually go to plan fully? Well, the no gearbox turned up. The first one's still offshore. The second one didn't turn up at all. No, that wasn't it either. The, it, I just was looking for a simple he answer. Get, his gearbox swapped from manual to video. His gearbox swapped from manual to auto. That was all I was looking for. Oh my! But he God. got that. <laughs> he has now. Exactly. He got go, it. No, it this did, week that happened. It didn't Tyler. go to plan yeah. for the. Sorry. Uh, it didn't it's go to plan silly. for the video. You've got to give us a point each. <laughs> yep. Mars <laughs> in the chat, and he said, "Not what I wrote." With sunglasses, face, and a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, and. So Scotty takes the win out there. Congratulations, Scott. Thank you. Congratulations. The crowd goes wild. Yay. Sorry, Paige. That's all good. Sorry, Paige. You get out of it next week. That's fine. <laughs> um, but the bonus question, who were the Muppets who lost Dave's second gearbox? Paige. Paige. Oh, I already answered that. Paige. Told. <laughs> All right, well done, Scott. We'll see you back again next week. Of course, no worries. Chance to we'll take see you chance, then. chance to take another shirt now. We finally we finally got extra shirts on there because of because we've owed you a shirt. Um, <laughs> so I will ask you now: which one do you want first? Do you want the uh, the race suit long sleeve, or do you want the uh, no pre- Aussie no prep? If Dave, Dad hasn't already sent one out, um. I don't know. I'll message you in Discord because I, I didn't get on um, the shop because it wouldn't open up for me. Mm-hmm. And that had been flat out since last week, so I forgot to look. Oh, no worries. Uh, well, let, let us yeah. know if, if Dad hasn't Which, already sent whichever. one out. So. No worries. I've only seen, I've only seen the um, long-sleeve one, but I'm sure both are good. So plenty plenty of new ideas. There's plenty of shirts coming uh, in, the, in, the, in the coming weeks. It's more just when we figure out... Uh, when we think of a design now, getting the designer to design it. Yeah. So. If your dad hasn't sent one out, just get him to hold off and I'll come up as I come past. I'm coming up at Christmas as long as the border's actually open. There you go. I think um, we find out tomorrow but, whether the border's open. I think we do, yeah. So. Yep. Uh, See what happens. Yeah. But if they actually open, I'll be up at Christmas. So. Oh, there you go. Just before, yeah, no worries. the week before, not a problem. Well, I'll, uh, if he hasn't sent one out already, I'll uh, I'll get him to hold off for you. But if you hold if, off, if you yeah. can't make it up, then we will send it down to you. No worries. All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show. We'll see you back again, Scott. No worries, Scott, next week and possibly Paige if the bot picks you. So uh, hopefully the bot gets some variety. <laughs> we seem to get the same people on the show every week. Um, but yeah, that's that's all fun of it. You got to be in it to win it. So. How many people are entering it these days? Everyone get on it. It's just a bit of fun. That's all it's for. We're all here for a la- we're all here for a laugh. You can win a shirt if you win eight weeks in a row. Or uh, or awesome skids in the Christ Eater with Marf if you get sixteen weeks. <laughs> Alright. Thanks for coming on. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. See you, Tyler. See you, Scotty. See you, Paige. All right. Jump into Discord. Um, 
as mum also said, if you have any suggestions for shirts, put them in the Discord. The Discord link is getting posted in the chat um, by Nightbot. Click on that. It's free to sign up. It's a chat room. Basically, you can chat with everyone after the show. I'm in there. Dave's in there. We chat in there. I chat in there sometimes. I'm trying to chat in there a little bit more nowadays. Um, Dave probably chats in there a little bit more than I do. I usually just send GIFs when people mention me. Um, but I'm trying to be better at chatting to people. But that's where you can enter the giveaways. There's also potential of exclusive giveaways when we get around to doing them uh, in the in there as well. So you've got to be in there. You've got to be in there to win it. Uh, Johnny says, the box swap taking a toll. Yeah, no, yeah, I have a shirt that says twaps in the, lo- in the toll logo style. I'm just posting up the next giveaway um, for quiz challenges. Actually, no, I, I am wrong. He's up against Paulie next week. Uh, so Paulie is up, up against him. So this this one that's going down in here is for um, the 12th. Let me put that one in there. Let me fix this. So normally Dave Dave talks to you guys while I do this. Um, but instead it's me. I'm here. So 10 days. You have 10 days to enter. Get into Discord. Enter it. You could be the next quiz champion. You don't know unless you try. And you've got nothing to lose. So get in there. Give it a go. So get in there. The giveaway's there now. Jump in there. Give it a go. Have some fun. Let me edit that message. Send that out. There we go. Jump in there. Enter the giveaway, guys. Have some fun. That's what it's all about. Uh, James Bailey says, the new one of the racing suit, you should also do an Xmas version of it, saying this is my only Xmas tree. Good idea. Good idea. Uh, Mark says, Paulie versus Scotty next week. I'm ramping this puppy up to 11 in a difficulty. Uh, Dingus says, when the Discord gets like the KFC car park. Uh, Trevor, I don't actually think so. I don't think they've located it yet. I think at the moment it's all up to um, the sender at the moment. G'day, Chris Young. How you going? Um, and of course, on the end of the show, flick it over to this, the Marfhoff wheel. It's time to spin it. Who's going to take it home this week? Is it Marf? Is it Hoff? Who knows? The wheel is slowing down. It's slowing. It looks like it's going to be the Hoff. I think it's the Hoff. It is the half. Congratulations, half. Uh, Chris, 20 minutes in, quiz time. It is. Uh, Dave isn't here tonight, so it's just me. Uh, quick show. We've got to get ready for road trip. I also have to switch over and quickly do a what's on. Let's quickly switch over to a new tab, as you all just saw me do. Facebook, let's have a look at the events. Thanks, Matty Crick. Thank you. Congratulations, Half, taking another week on the wheel. 
15 to 9. He's pulling a lead back on you, Marf. He's, he's activated the nitrous and he's taking some Ws. Of course, this weekend, road trip, that's where we will be uh, all weekend, camping, having some fun, drag racing, whatnot. It'll be cool. Let's see how Dave goes with the auto. I'm sure everyone will be anxiously waiting to see how he goes. Uh, no clutch burning this time. Uh, Gold Coast Hinterland Retro Picnic and Car Meetup, bar food and live music at 2.31 Bow Desert Narang Road, 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. on Friday night. Uh, Petrie to Redcliffe Cruise, 7 p.m. from Old Petrie Town Markets. Uh, night Shift Car Meet and Cruise. Let me see where they're meeting up, 7 p.m. That is 502 Hope Island Road, Helensvale. Uh, I'm not sure where they're meeting up. The Toy World slash Good Guys section of the car park. That looks like it might be home, Helensvale Homeworld. Uh, Saturday, October 31. Auto House Storage Prevent. Presents Caffeine and Machine, all Porsche, all Porsche edition, Auto House Storage, 6.30 till 9 a.m. Breakfast at Joe's Diner, 7 a.m. till 10.30 at Joe's Diner. Go and check that one out. It's just off the highway. Awesome food, very cheap, and usually a good turnout of cars out there. Uh, 7 till 1 p.m., Caffeine and Gasoline at the Boatworks Drive, Coomera, Espresso 25. Yeah, no, yeah, says Dave should be nearly home, eh? Live stream of an auto launch down the street. Uh, we will see you tomorrow, Hoff. See you then. Uh, Street Series Round 7 is on at Willow Bank on Saturday, 3 p.m. till 9 p.m. 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. Cardi Gras, Barnstorm's Corralban Car Show. That was cancelled. Never mind. Don't go to that one. 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. The Halloween Spectre. Oh, that was cancelled. Don't go to that one. Uh, 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. Queensland Cruising Sunshine Coast Car Meet, 82 Pinata Drive, Palmview. Go check that one out. Queensland Cruising, long-time supporters of the show as well. And that is it. I can't see anything on... Oh, no, Sunday, November. Sunday is November. There we go. That's uh, It's next month. Um, <laughs> uh, show's on next month, which is this Sunday. Uh, Morning Mayhem. Also, long-time supporter of the show, High Talk. Uh, High Talk. If I can get their names right. High Octane. Sorry. High Octane Motorsports uh, Photography. Go and check that out. Morning Mayhem at Queensland Raceway. Go and check it out. Go and have fun. That's always good. Uh, I think it's sold out though, so maybe you might get passenger laps if you know anyone out there. Cheers, Dan Jazz. Uh, Chrome Bar Bonanza, number two, Lakeside Park, 7 a.m. till 4 p.m. 7 a.m. till 11 is Blackout Caffeine and Classics, Blackout Coffee and Catering. 7 a.m. till 9, Kitchen 8, all Japanese cars and coffee. Um, and that's it. And that is it for the weekend. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, as always, to Overtaking Live. Uh, a bit different this week without Dave. Uh, a bit of a shorter show. So, time to go and pack everything ready for a big weekend. Should be fun, though. I uh, can't wait till you guys can see the recap on that one, the video. So, should be good fun. But thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Streetcar Culture. Thanks, Scotty. 
Let's scroll through here. Uh, usual show back next week. It is. It is Chris. It will be back. That's not good, Chris. Uh, Rat Fink says Daytona Turkey Run, twenty twenty, November twenty six, uh, to November twenty nine. There you go. Thanks, Rap. Cheers, Rob. Thanks, Yenna. Yeah, thank you. Uh, cheers, Mad Dad. We might see you over the weekend if you come out to the track. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks, Mum. Rat's off to work. See you, Rat. Have a good day. But uh, I might leave it there for everyone. Leave you with a song. We'll p- press one of the random buttons, and we'll pick a song, and we'll uh, we'll end the show. Thanks, everyone, for watching, and I'll see you in the next one. Stay in that right lane.